Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Ooh. 
welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Defcap, and Ryan Laplantis, Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! You are faced with three mutants standing between you and uh, the sort of um, main foreman's floor where you know you'll find the Minmutar. Um, it's one of those classic kind of visual standoffs where uh, as the three of you kind of start to, to make your way, uh, you see the three mutants come like trotting around the corner and then all six of their heads turn to you. Um, and um, the three of you look to each other uh, and what do you do? How far away are the Mutants? About 20 feet. I will try one last time with Speak With Animals to loudly declare, let us through and we will end your suffering. Hmm. Um, you hear the voice scream, uh, they lied. I didn't deserve this. They lied. But what well, action do these bulls What are they seeing, Maka? Uh, the the bulls just uh, like stand eerily still while that is said. Okay. And then they start to to like square up with you and, and start like doing the the paw. Right, right. Stamp. They mention something of being lied to. I do not understand. By who? They what if this is the wizard say. who made the mutants? There has to be someone magically at the core of this and no one's spoken about where the magic came from. Can you ask who did this to them? Mutants, who did this to you? Who is causing your pain? <laughs> um, you just hear um, the name Lysa screamed over and over and over. Lysa, who is Lysa? You hear uh, more screams, and then the mutants charge. Uh, over my shoulder, I just shout the name, Lysa. The one who did this is Lysa. And then I charge to meet them. Oh, damn, son. All right, roll for initiative, everybody. Nine. That's a three for Maka. So he starts to run, but... Realizes he needs to tie his shoes, and then realizes, I'm not wearing shoes. And so that whole thing <laughs> takes a minute. <laughs> uh, forgive me. Closer inspection, these are loafers. <laughs> uh, Gwen, what was yours? Nine. <laughs> so 12 for Duncan. Okay, wicked. <laughs> Um, so I rolled a one on one of mine. Um, Tyler, as you, as Maka yells uh, Lysa's name, um, the scream intensifies uh, and becomes almost uh, blind, like not blinding, but uh, deafening to you. Mm. And um, for the two of you, this just sounds like a tortured, 
multi-cow screaming moo situation. Um, but then, uh, to your horror, um, one of the mutants, both the heads buck, uh, and you see blood draw, like dripping out of their eyes and ears, uh, nose and mouth, and the mutant just takes two steps and, and fumbles and falls back. Dead? Yep. Well, or at least brain here, dead. You can see it twitching, <laughs> but it's not getting up and running. Um, okay. So um, they're going to get a surprise round, given that uh, you're trying to chat. But mm -hmm. uh, you stepped out in front, so two mutants uh, charge you. What's your AC? 19. Uh, one is a crit, one misses. So you manage to get your shield. You're trying to figure out which. It's like a goaltender in a like a soccer penalty kick, being like, "I can literally jump one of two ways, and if I guess right, I block this and I'm a hero. If I guess wrong, I get gored by a mutant." Um, that's what they always say in FIFA. Um, mm -hmm. big, big concern about mutants. <laughs> mutants and bribery. Those are the two main concerns of FIFA. Mutants um, and corruption. Yeah, honestly. I can't wait for the last week tonight special on mutants. <laughs> <laughs> and then the league got run over by mutants. Cool. Uh, anyway, um, so the crit will be... Um, one moment, please. I'm missing a die. There it is. Oof. Um, 16 points of damage. You block one and you knock it aside, but the other two hit you directly um, in the, the sort of... Uh, uh, I guess as a turtle, you probably have that kind of um, hard carapace on your chest as well. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, one of them, it, like just the, you feel the horns pierce it um, and and hit you in soft spots, uh, mm. and uh, you you wheeze in pain, but you're still you're still standing, you're still the out. the 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 spores actually help with uh, a lot of that. That actually just took out my temporary hit points. I'm in pretty good shape, honestly. Yeah, my halo of spores. Do they take? Is your spore halo still going? Would they still take damage from entering the spore field? Halo of spores is basically my reaction now. Okay. From now on. Um, so, it's symbiotic uh, entity that I need to like activate, so it's just been taken out of commission because I lost all my temporary hit. I points. see, but they don't need to roll a con save. Uh, they do. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. just just uh, I I can only do it as a reaction to one, so the one that critted me will have to make the con save. Uh, it fails. Okay, so that's six necrotic damage. I I rolled it already. Wicked. Uh, and if you could just keep reminding me of that, because that is absolutely a thing I'm going to forget in the. Oh, I will not. World be... of combat. Letting these guys get off without it, yeah. Great. All right, uh, top of the round. Um, the mutant uh, who managed to hit you, uh, he is within your spore field, so uh, he passes. So does he take partial? It's just a reaction, so I've had my one reaction for the round. I see. So, so yeah, no yeah, other. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so it rears up. And um, with its two kind of four uh, hooves, and then also the three lining its stomach that are a little too short to actually be of use, <laughs> uh, it just starts like throwing like a flurry of, of hoof Boxing. blows. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's fighting Roo style. It's yeah. a Moo Roo. <laughs> Oof. Oof. That's where he learned all his moves from the, the local Moo Roo. Um, <laughs> so one one of the strikes will hit. Okay. Because uh, I rolled like hot shite, uh, so that is two d four plus stuff. Or as we like to call it, dunking it. No, 
<laughs> no. Uh, that'll be uh, six points of damage. A little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, and then it, it kind of collapses back down onto its its legs. Uh, it's doing a bit of the, like the 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 pugilist like kind of <laughs> moving around, but it also is a cow, so it's massive and it's got two giant heads that are right there. So right. it trying to like duck and weave. You could still probably swing in any direction and hit it. It's not tremendously okay. effective. Sure. Um, Duncan. All right, there's no more fucking around with these cows. So Duncan isn't going for his rapier and he isn't going for his pistols. He's aware it's just max ugly damage because sometimes it's just stepping beyond fighting. So Duncan reaches back and his sheaths are actually like the reverse way that you'd think. They're, instead of hilt down, kind of like dagger up, it's actually the reverse way. So he takes both and he pulls them out and it's just ice picks. And basically he wants to leap around and just jam them both into it. And it's just him trying to shiv this fucking front mutant in the side. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm going for the full two weapon fighting for more minimal damage, but I need to hurt this fucking cow. <sighs> All right. So the first one to hit is a 22 and the second one is a 15. Uh, yes, both will hit. It will not surprise you to know cows do not have very good AC. <laughs> Great, and I am doing uh, seven piercing damage total. Uh, and that's to the one that is, uh, I assume the one that uh, has already been damaged? Yeah, I want to finish it off. All right, you um, run in, and like, again, cows are, are big and thick, and you've seen how your sword slid off them. Uh, so this is pure just like running in, jumping, kicking off a wall into the side, and then I think it's that, that like, Breaking Bad multi-shiv, where just you're on there, and it's like... Um, and you're not... You still don't know where a Mutant's heart is, but you know if you stab it 80 times in the blink of an eye, it's probably going to go down. Uh, I know where its blood is. Yeah. All over your knives and the floor, uh, which is also where the Mutant collapses to. So it does one more, like, duck and weave, and then its eyes roll up into its head, and it collapses. With you on top of it, still, like... <laughs> just I, I'm prison yeah, shiving. I, I, it's like, and then I just shiv my way up and into both <laughs> eyes, just wham, just to make sure it's all the yeah. way dead. One eye for each head. Yeah, exactly. I got, <laughs> it's two brains, so really that's my priority. Yeah. So you, you knock them together, stooge style, and um, it is done. So you have one more uh, mutant facing you, um, which brings us to that mutant, uh, which, having seen you soundly thrash its companion uh, is going to rear up and then just try and land all of its, like, just start stomping down um, on you with a, a flurry of hooves. Um, so that will hit with two. Nice. How many times did it... It's You're talking about me, right? Yes, it attacked three times and it hit with two. Do you have some swashing to do? I'm so sorry. I hate that term so much. <laughs> you and me both, man. It's the worst part of this character class, even though I'm, uh, I'll am i do it. Uh, it hit with two, right? Yep. All right. I would like to... Uh, I'll parry one of the blows for a swashing point. And does that just mean uh, the blow doesn't hit, or does it subtract It means from... I subtract a certain amount of damage. Okay, one of them barely hit, so... That one... <laughs> I'll parry the one that barely hit. Oh, uh, sorry, it subtracts damage? Yeah, I see. from one hit. Okay. Uh, so one will deal you six, and the other will deal you nine. 
So uh, maybe I, the nine. It depends on which one it is, so it's all chaos, but I, I will subtract... Uh, uh, I'll subtract 13 from one strike. So one of the strikes will be batted aside. Uh, so you, basically him. it's one head. Uh, so Or sorry, it's hooves. So yeah, it's like... Comes in uh, and you manage to just kind of like slide under it um, so that it can't hit you with both. Also, it's a cow, so it's not like it can like aim inward. Um, but uh, in doing so, you still get pummeled uh, a couple times. Um, cool. And, so you said uh, I take six damage. Yeah. Let me let me roll a d6 and tell you which one you parried. Uh, yeah, you take six damage. Great. Uh, which brings us to Gwendolyn. Um. <clears throat> I I'll just I'm just gonna take a run at it, just like full like shoulder in, and just try to just knock it back, baby. Sure. I just I'm not fully into the stabbing thing yet. It's a little <laughs> bit upsetting, so here I go. You'll come around. They always do. That's twenty two to hit. That will hit. <laughs> Do you want to go check uh, out Freddy, Laura? Yeah. Be right back. Wait, here. These are the sounds of mutants woofing in the Seven background. Damage. Yeah, you, you can hear the um, the cattle dogs who deal with uh, <laughs> mutants uh, barking from their nearby kennel um, in encouragement because they're also pretty mad about this mutant situation. Mm-hmm. Mad and adorable. Yeah, the snarfing wolf warriors of <laughs> Farmville. <laughs> snarf, 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 snarf. Um, Tyler, do you have to uh, target your speak with animals, or is it just on for everyone? It's on uh, as long as I can concentrate. Actually, I should have um, done a quick save. My bad. I'll do a con save right now. Yep. Uh, how much damage did you do? Uh, you did like six mm-hmm. damage. No, no. Six to me. I don't know what he did to you. Yeah. You did 16 because you took out all my 10 hit points. I can't do... I don't have these. Okay. You anymore. just hear some random or... woofing and snarfing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was just for the joke bit. I should have just kept it on. I should have been like, yeah, I have it. No, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> this is the day comedy died. Damn. Tyler, but Tyler and Ryan in real life have, have beast speech. So what do the fictional dogs say, Tom? They're just like, yeah, you two-headed fucks. You're not real cows. Nice. Mm-hmm. I believe Freddy would say that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Gwendolyn, go ahead and roll your damage, please. Seven. Seven damage. <clears throat> Sick. Uh, that brings us to Maka. Uh, I'm going to cast the cantrip uh, Chill Touch. Mm. Yes. Just, um, you, you make them hear Matthew McConaughey with your with your touch. Stop breathing. Um, <laughs> I create a ghostly skeletal hand in ah. the space of a creature within range. Um, so I make a ranged spell attack against them. So that is going to be eighteen to hit. That'll hit. Yep. Okay. Uh, and so uh, the creature is assailed with the chill of the grave. Uh, on a hit, it takes one d eight necrotic damage. Five necrotic damage, uh, and it can't regain hit points until the start of uh, my next turn. Until then, the hand clings to the target. As the the fingers um, wrap around it, um, you see, uh, you can tell it isn't doing enough damage to drop it. However, Mm. uh, when it grasps it, um, the 
eyes oh. of the the mutants roll back into its head, mm-hmm. and um, you see it kind of um, look around in a vaguely confused fashion, um, and kind of like uh, uh, for for a second almost seems to just be bewildered, um, and then the uh, it kind of sighs, and there's like a puff of frost, and uh, the mutant falls to the side, and almost seems okay. to be uh, more so sleeping than dead. Hmm. Okay. Well, then that's everyone. So I'll end the spell. It's not like a, it's not like a concentration or anything. That's fine. The, it it doesn't hold it there. Anymore, it doesn't yeah. get up. It, it's it seems to just yeah. uh, be be almost exhausted. Okay. Uh, and it, I'm De- Duncan's just standing there with like a hand on his chest. He's got like bruised ribs. He's like, none of this has been a fucking duel. And I hate it. <laughs> you can't dance when you're trying to stab a giant fucking eight-legged cow. This is true. This um, is true. Can I examine? Excuse me. Can I examine this uh, sleeping mutant? Um, yep, it looks to be a sleeping two-headed cow. Um, but uh, in the moment before it passed out, uh, you didn't see any of the intent that you've previously seen. Um, can you roll me an insight check? Yeah. Ooh, not great. That's a four on the die. It won't be improved by much. Insight? Actually, that's up to a seven. I mean, you saw that cow pass out. That was pretty cool. Hmm. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so then I'll I'll stand, I'll rise, uh, and look to my companions and just ask, um, is everyone all right to press on? I never knew when I took the oath of Dano it was going to be so literal. But hey, you know, it's the deal of a dawnbreaker. Let's go kill a fucking Minmutar. Okay. So I'm you... going to preemptively burn my second and final wild shape to reactivate a symbiotic uh, entity, and mm-hmm. the spores glow around me, and I gain 15 temporary hit points. You round, some other cool shit that I hopefully get to do. You round the corner and see a, um, a long kind of hallway with um, crates stacked on either side of it, um, clearly of, of supplies and replacement pieces for the machinery. Um, and at the far end, there's a collapsed um, foreman's office. And sitting kind of like in classic, like fucking Thanos style, Abe Lincoln hands over the, the things, there is a, uh, a giant cow. And it's not a minotaur, it's just a real muscly cow uh, with thick legs giant head um, and a much, much smaller head that almost looks like a growth off its neck just sitting there brooding, um, staring at the ground and as you you arrive it looks up um, with fury in its eyes uh, and just picks up its weapon slams it against the ground uh, and begins to stalk towards you and I'm just going to say, I'm done talking uh, and I'm pulling my pistol and shooting it cool, roll for initiative please 15 for Maka. 18 for Gwendolyn. 5 for Duncan. Okay. Um, Duncan, I'm going to give you a surprise round because you decided to just shoot it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! It's also far away and doesn't have any ranged attacks, so go nuts. 
All right, that is a dirty 20 to hit. That'll hit. And that is eight piercing damage from the pistol shot. Um, so you see the, the, the bullet kind of like pierce its uh, shoulder and it just keeps coming, unfazed. It took damage, but is scary is what I'm getting. Yeah, it's a it's a big spooky ass cow. Yep. Duncan has learned cows are tougher than most <laughs> things he would have to duel. He no longer wants to duel cows. Yeah, if you he has a lot of respect for, for farmers. Sure. Um, so uh, it starts like just like dum, 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 and starts like beginning a run uh, towards you, and the lighting is very dramatic because there's only so many of these lanterns overhead casting light down. Um, ah. It's like the opening of that incredibly shitty movie, Lights Out, uh, which was a bad horror mm-hmm. movie with an incredibly good opening sequence uh, set in this exact set that I'm imagining. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's where they took a Doctor Who episode and were like, it's my new villain. Yeah, yeah, and we're like, but also, dumber. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so, Maka, you see this... this uh, Minmutar lowering its horns uh, and carrying its, its the the massive weapon it stole from uh, the butcher, rushing towards you. What do you do? I um, it's my turn, and and it is. Yep, it's your initiative. Okay, and Gwendolyn, you're probably coming up shortly after. She is I am. next. Yeah. Okay, I'll just put a hand out on Gwendolyn's shoulder and just say, um, step aside. And uh, I'll cast Blindness on the uh, cow charging at us. All right. Uh, so Damn. It needs to make a constitution saving throw and beat a 13. Oh, it does not. By a okay, long shot. So it is blinded now. Um, and at the end of its turn, it can make subsequent constitution saves to end the blindness. All right. Very cool. So, and I, I just move, uh, hopefully with Gwen just out of its direct line so it can just fuck right off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is uh what does blindness look like for Maka? Like what's that that spell flavor I think with things like chill touch um and poison spray um and the the spores dealing necrotic damage. I think this is just kind of like the the nastier, more adverse effects that, like, molds and fungi can have. Like, you know, if you ingest a certain mushroom or something like that, it can, like, paralyze you or kill you outright. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a cascade of spores that he inhales, um, and it just, like, attacks his nervous system and causes him to go blind. Sick. All right, love it. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Gwendolyn, you're up. Um, the Minotaur is still a little ways away, but it is, you can see its head kind of uh, casting around, and the small head is just, like, Doing a lot of weird, jerky, uh, fun monster puppet acting. Okay, um, I, I'm gonna stand aside. Yep. And I'm gonna let it run by. Do you want to ready an attack for when it rushes by? Um. Yeah, I think. Do you know what? As soon as it's just as it's past us, I want to take um, a strike at its legs. All right. At cool. Its back legs. Cool. That brings us to the Minmutar. Um, so it had a rough idea of where you were. It's still going to try and take a swing at you as it rushes by. And this is like full on just f- like slashing across itself in, in both 
both directions. Um, it is going to become reckless. Uh, you can see that it's swinging with mm. all abandon. So its advantage will counteract the disadvantage of blindness. However, you now also have advantage. It It's one of those gain and grant things. Uh, and it's going to swing for... It actually can't see you, so I'm going to roll a die to figure out who might be in the attack path of this. Mm -hmm. um, one to... Th Duncan, are you with them? I feel like you were further back. I'm trying to stay the fuck out of the front line on the cow fight. I'm That's getting my ass kicked. So uh, one to three is Maka. Four to six is Gwendolyn. It's a one, so swinging at Maka. Maka, what's your AC right now? 19. 19. Um, all right, despite it um, sort of recklessly swinging in all directions, uh, you are prepared for this, and you just kind of um, do that classic kind of martial artist thing. You're just like agilely li lift your leg up and over the blade. Like, it's not <laughs> swinging for both. It just, like... Yep. And then quietly place your foot back down. Um, <laughs> and it uh, it rushes past. Gwendolyn, go ahead and take your strike. All right. 22 to hit. Hell yeah. Yeah. That'll be 10 slashing damage. All right. Right at its back legs. It's hind quarters. Um, and... I'll do a little damage as well as a reaction. Okay. Since it has entered the field of my spores. Yep. That's uh, four necrotic damage. Damn, not bad. Not bad at all. All right. Um, I'm going to give it a dexterity save to try and stay up uh, since you're aiming at its legs. Uh, roll a crit success. So uh, you slash its leg. It stumbles, um, but there's just so much reckless rage going on. Uh, that it, it, it keeps charging. It does come to a stop, though, when it realizes it hasn't hit anything and that it got slashed. Um, Duncan, for you, it, like, jerks to a halt, like, a foot from you. <laughs> um, and then he's, like, turning back. Uh, but uh, it's unaware that you exist, so it was just like, oh, the things I want are back there. Um, but it's a classic, like, train stops just in time moment. Um, you <laughs> hold your breath and are successful. Uh, incidentally, it's your turn. There's uh, a Minmutar directly in front of you. It can it can make a con save now at the end of its turn oh. to recover from blindness. Uh, yes, I rolled a 12 uh, plus its con. Yep, con save, yeah. Uh, so 15. Okay, yep, that beats my 13. So it, it blinks its eyes and like its side eyes blink and then those side eyes lock on Duncan and go like, and the big head goes, and that's your turn, Duncan. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes you fast dance and sometimes you slow dance and sometimes you just fucking dance uh, and two <laughs> knives come out and it's just ice pick time. Like, just fucking, there's a stomach exposed on this fucking cow. So it's just bam, 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 bam. Like, he's gonna try to, like, work a smile. Like, an upside down, like, I'm gonna put a fucking frowny face on the middle of this goddamn cow. You call it bringing <sighs> the dawn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow, what a sack of shit. Uh, keep in uh, mind, you have advantage because he's reckless. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so one of them is a dirty 20, and the other is a 12. 12 barely misses, but the 20 certainly hits. Okay. Great. What I would actually like to do, if I can is I'm working on the stomach and it's bouncing and then I want to spend a, sla a, a swashing point. So it's like bounce, bounce, bounce. It's not getting through. And then I'm like, ah, fuck it. And I just go down and slash the Achilles tendon on the right leg. 
uh, and I want to use a swashing point to try to trip. Oh, all right. This cow. I uh, was not going to let you do that, but this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be bullshit otherwise. But yeah, I, I just, like, I attack him, and I don't do what I'd like, but, like, can I hit him in the heart <laughs> and brain? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just, I wanted to build some swashing into it. So, yeah, man. Uh, the cow, uh... Is it, it's large or smaller, I it imagine? Is, is it bigger than large? Okay, yeah. good. Large still counts. Large is the biggest size I can do this too. If it's bigger than that, I'm fucked. Uh, it gets to make a strength save against my attack roll. That, sir, is a crit fail. Dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you to the grand darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as Hivebred siblings Lyric and Alto, as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy. Available now. Ooh, baby. Hey. I'm showing you the seven, but it was the one. I was going to say, it looks like a seven, but I won't <laughs> yeah. say anything. They're right next to each other. It's terrible. Yeah. No, cool. All right. So it is knocked prone. Ooh. Um, so it's like, and then um, it's still looming down over you. Uh, and I think you just slide between its legs and uh, slash the Achilles tendon as you go. Uh, you show up on the other side, and the cow just goes, um, all the like walls rattle around you, um, and can you roll me a perception check, please? That is a ten. Ten. You're not sure, but you think you can see in the collapsed foreman's office that was the throne, um, the royal crest of Orvel. Interesting. Like, there seems to be something with that crest on it buried in the rubble. All right. Uh, I want to dash towards that thing in the rubble. All right, cool. If we're still allowing me to have movement yep, after yep, this. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, cool. you'll, you'll get there next turn. Um, yeah, I'm not going to take away your movement by giving you a cool flourish that I thought was narratively interesting. Hey, I thought this was cool for flavor, so we're telling a better story. Um, also, uh, you've lost both of your knives, uh, and everyone you know back home died. Yeah. Your character is now an orphan. I've changed their backstory. Yeah. He is an orphan, for the record, for his real backstory. I know. Okay. I was going to bring it up earlier, but I didn't. Um, there's still time. Um, so that brings us to the top of the round. Well, I can bring it up. Um, if I told you. That is a good question. Good questions, all. Uh, Maka, the Minotaur has fallen. Long live the Minotaur. What does the, uh, uh, when, when a creature's prone, what exactly are the details of that? Do you know? As the DM. Does it take an action for them to I get should. up? It, it takes a movement action for them to stand again, and I think you, ha I don't know whether they have disadvantage or you have advantage. I can't remember which. One moment, please. Sorry, it just. No, no, no. This is something I should usually have at hand. I've, I've just, I've decided to ditch DM screens for this. 
uh, and I've outsourced all of my knowledge of conditions to normally what's like right here-ish for me, directly in front of me. Um, so give me one moment, please. Um, uh-oh, everyone can see my story is showing rather than my rules knowledge. Um, a prone its only movement option is to crawl. It has disadvantage on attack rolls. An attack against it has advantage if it's within five feet of another creature, which it is. Uh, otherwise, the attack has disadvantage. Oh, sorry. If okay. you're shooting at it from distance, you have disadvantage. Right, because it's but like... But for melee, it's flat, like... Right. Whereas yeah. shooting, it's like, oh, it's like laying on the ground. It's actually harder to hit. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, I see Duncan coming up the hall, and I just think of it as like a tactical switch in, so I run past him towards the man Mutor. And in your head, you just hear sort of through um, the cluster Muldoon saying, Don't shoot her! <laughs> Don't shoot her! Uh, as you rush. That's fine. And I just mutter, I will not. Uh, and I just raise <laughs> my shillelagh and bring it down on the creature's head. Right. That is a 23 to hit. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that is 13 bludgeoning damage and four poison damage with my symbiotic entity helping me out there. Um, with a mighty crack, um, you shatter the back of the Minmutar's skull. Um, and then with a slightly quieter crack, you smash the tiny head <laughs> and it pops like a melon. Um, but uh, the, the massive beast um, kind of like finally falls uh, quiet um, underneath you. Um, around this time, Duncan, you reach the throne um, and you start kind of like quickly brushing aside things to see what has the seal on it. Um, and you realize that it is, um, it's a coffin. Uh, it's kind of dressed up to look a little bit like a, a shipping crate, but um, from a quick eye, it's clearly that. All right, I'll crack it open. I'm not afraid of dead people. Um, you crack the <laughs> lid, and inside um, you see uh, a man with gray skin, um, and he looks similar to the, kni the knife-fingered uh, people you saw rush out of the palace, but he seems to be hooked up to um, kind of a variety of, of stones, um, sort of like uh, alchemical stones. You can see fluids going into him and coming out of him. Um, and there seems to be a massive um, gem jammed into his chest and jammed into his forehead. His eyes are pure white, um, and uh, you can kind of hear him muttering in a language that you intellectually don't understand, but mentally do. Um, just saying too many... There's too many. I can't. There's too many. I didn't deserve this. There's too many. Okay, I'm going to look back to the others and say, Oh, I found the fucked up thing at the center of this. I'm going to need both of your eyes. Uh, uh, and I wave you guys over to uh, find this I'm weird nightmare over. thing. I'll join him since we've slayed the beast. Um, so, uh, Maka, this is a real horror show for you because this is exactly what you kind of feared um, the mix of science <clears throat> and magic could lead to. Um, this, uh, this figure, as you observe him, you realize, uh, well, Duncan's kind of checking his vitals and seeing what's up. 
Um, you quickly see that his uh, knees are back jointed and uh, covered in fur. Uh, and he has small horns. You realize um, that he's a fawn. Okay. Um, and uh, he has sort of like cables running out of him, but he's clearly um, sending out kind of massive pulses of, of magical energy. Um, you can see his fingers twitching constantly. Uh, and if you look at the inside of the coffin lid, um, you can see uh, multiple, there seem to be intricate drawings drawn over and over and over that sync up with what you saw um, in the book upstairs. Uh, and looking at his fingers, they seem to have been um, kind of stained with a permanent uh, mystical ink. And he seems to be drawing the mutants over and over and over. Um, however, you notice that over all of them, he's drawn one large one. Hmm. Uh, and his fingers keep twitching and trying to draw things, but there's obviously nothing left to draw on. Right. Friend. Friend. Box friend. We're here to free you. We're here to free you from your burden. Uh, and I'll take his his hand and just kind of like try to like get a grip on it to like comfort him. It starts closing on yours um, with like un, unnatural strength uh, to the point that uh, you start feeling tremendous pain. And as a dualist, it it's it, you, you aren't proud of this thought, uh, but you're worried he might actually break the bones in your hand and make you less capable as a dualist. You take uh, two points of damage from the pain he's causing. Uh, and you can roll me a deck save to try and get out of his grasp. Deck save. It's a 15. All right, yep, you're able to slip out. Uh, the ink actually helps. Uh, <laughs> so you slide your, your hand free, um, and he goes back to, to drawing. He's fucking strong as hell. I don't know what's going on. He's clearly the one behind some of the mutant stuff, but there's a symbol of Orville on this. I don't know if Lord Den is involved with these covenant assholes. Mm. Um, can I discern the nature of... Well, you know what? Let's find out by casting Detect Magic. Um, I'd like to cast Detect Magic on this fawn in, in, yep. in the coffin. Uh, are you looking for a roll? I can't remember what... Um, oh yeah, sorry. No, I think detect yeah, magic just—I think you just burn the slot and it happens. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can tell that um, all of the uh, gems and stones that are in there seem to be focuses, uh, in the same okay. way that a cleric um, or a wizard might use a focus to help channel magic. Um, however, in this case, it almost seems like they've rigged a bunch. Whoever set this up rigged a bunch of focuses to him. So none of these are his. Um, they just seem to be kind of plugged into him. Uh, and you can feel tremendous amounts of transmogrification magic coming off of him. Um, you get the sense that uh, the mutants are perhaps not stable uh, and that they are not a mutated version of a cow. They are, in fact, being held together by the magic pulsing off of this fawn. Um, from a quick look and knowing your interest in the cycle and the cluster, yeah. um, this feels like someone who's brain dead but still on machines, like on a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, um, if we yank the gems, do you think you could heal him? Is there any way to save this being? I am somewhat drained, but depending on the nature of his injuries, yes, I could 
heal him. Uh, you can feel decay in him. Mm-hmm. He should be dead. In fact, okay, then he might be dead, but he's still being used as a battery. Then with that knowledge, I'll say um, he should not be healed. His life force is being repurposed. Hmm. Then we should end this. Him. We should end this farce and figure out the box afterwards. Uh, and it's just like dagger in each hand. And I just want to get the daggers out of him without having to touch him because I don't know what yep. the magical requirements here would be. I want to try to keep the box intact, but I just detach him. Well, alternatively, do you want to uh, let Gwen do that since she's actually made of metal and won't be? Or would yes. you be? Yeah. Okay. So Gwen, you, you. Yeah, I'll do this. So this is the first time uh, you've you've been in in fights before, but this is a much more kind of intimate thing. You stand over this yeah. this man who's currently clearly in tremendous pain and is also. Um, a type of creature you you never even imagined existed. Um, what does this uh, what does this experience feel like to you? Uh, this is incredibly sad. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of feeling like there's something evil at the heart of this, but I don't know that it was this creature. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I just feel sorry for it. Uh, what do you say? That's it. This is this is fucked what, up. What, what do you what do you say to it as you begin to unplug it? Um, I just say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, poor creature. If if this was my father's doing, regardless of who's doing this was, I'm sorry it came from my people, and um, slowly detach. As you do, you can see Fingers. like. It, it's odd because it isn't like his whole body relaxes. It's almost like each individual muscle group. Like, as you start pulling mm. things, it's like suddenly one shoulder just completely relaxes. Um, you pull something out of his, his stomach, and you can kind of see the, the, the tension that was in his abs relax. Um, and by the end of it, um, the light is is fading and flickering in uh, in his eyes, and kind of the, the light that's coming out of his mouth. And once you've it gets to a point where you've unplugged enough things that it it feels like you're looking at a corpse. And you still manage to, like, you, I think you unplug the rest of them and then probably just shatter uh, the gems mm-hmm. for good measure. Um, but by the time you're done, like, Maka, this feels like a few-day-old corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, even though, Gwendolyn, this is obviously, like, a mercy kill and, and something sad... Uh, you do find some solace in the... It's not an active expression, but the the sense of peace and almost relaxation in the face. Like, when the face muscles stop twitching mm. and straining, uh, you kind of saw, I think, the, the result you were hoping for. Right. But um, as soon as you finish with this, you all kind of turn to see... Uh, a bunch of the the mutants who have kind of lined up and were like slowly building to a charge um, look around in confusion um, like the one that uh, was touched by the the chill hand and you see them start to undulate a little bit and the uh, the secondary heads start to sort of twitch and fluctuate uh, and one by one these creatures begin to drop but 
looking at them, there's no intelligence um, beyond the, the intelligence of cows, which admittedly is pretty high uh, for an animal, but um, there's none of the murderous intent. Uh, it's just creatures that are, are a bit confused, uh, but also shouldn't exist. Um, sort right. of there's no longer a, a hive mind sense about nope, them? No, not okay. at all. Um, and one by one, they, they fall. I think I would uh, just watch that happen kind of in silence until they were all down because yeah. there's something tragic about this. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and then when that's done, I would raise a hand and put it on Gwendolyn's shoulder and say, you did an unpleasant thing in a hard time. And the cost was high, but it was the right thing. Would anyone object to us carrying this coffin outside to speak to the butcher and discover who's behind all of this? No, not at all. It would be an honor to give this fawn boy a proper end. Hmm. Yeah. Let's sort this out. So with that, you um, do you bring the body or the coffin? Or both. I think, Let's can bring we bring the, the, the body in the coffin? Yeah, absolutely. The yeah, thing? so you you um, sort of portage it between the three of you um, in, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of almost a processional uh, up and out of the, the slaughterhouse. Um, and sure enough, you see the bodies of mutants kind of everywhere where they've fallen. Um, you emerge back into sort of the main uh, processing center of uh, Farmville, Um and you find it eerily silent. And there's something about the light that seems off. It seems to be um, almost turning in a weird way. Uh, as you open the door, you see it on the ground. There's just It's almost like the light is turning back and forth, um, which seems very odd to you until you step out uh, and you see the butcher uh, impaled hanging on a meat hook. Uh, I... Um... I would I, drop the coffin and run yeah. to try to like lift him off it. Like you know yep. what you see for it's, it's a dark reference, but like TV where people have been yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's like the hook is through his chest, to to be clear. Um I'd still get him when off. When you it. when you go over and like start uh touching his feet, um yeah, and you can see his face, and again he's um you can tell he really for, for someone who does such brutal work, um clearly has rituals of self care, kind of, because he his face is uh, very cherubic. Um, under the mask, but the mask is gone, um, and he suddenly his eyes spring open as you pull on his legs, uh, and he goes, "Oh fuck, that hurts." Thank you, though. <laughs> oh fuck. Hey, I'm glad you three made it. And he he looks to you and he's like, "Your Highness, I would bow, but you know." And he like looks down at the hook like sticking out of his chest. He's like, "Pretty sure if I move another inch to the left." This thing rips my heart open. And Who it just, did like, this? Coughs Who did blood. this to you? Um, and he's like, it came from the shadows. You must... You, you, you must beware the Shadow Mother, her agents. I fucking knew Din was behind this. Um, and he, he coughs out a bit more blood. Uh, and he, he looks at the coffin, and he just, like, manages, and it seems to take most of his strength to point at it, and he's like, I fucking knew there was something off about that. He said it was provisions. Look, 
and he 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 just looks at you, Gwendolyn, and it's weird because you don't really have eyes, but he still manages to find what you consider your eyes. Um, yeah. And he just uh, says, um, "The the covenant has broken the pact. They are moving to destroy us all. Don't be fooled. You must keep your guard up. Shadow Mother Lysa is more dangerous than you can imagine." Watch your shadows. And then he chuckles uh, and um, goes, oh, and um, and he like reaches painfully across himself into one of his gloves um, and pulls out the amulet earring. He's like, fuckers forgot to check the gloves. Good luck, your highness. You're the queen we need. Um, and then as he, he kind of like the life drains from him, uh, his hand falls open and the amulet falls to the ground. I just, I just say, I just kind of mutter to myself, like, thank you for your final act. And I just, I take the amulet and walk out. So, um, Duncan and Maka, I assume you take a few minutes to pull this massive man off the hook. Yep. Um, and uh, you pull him and uh, the fawn kind of out uh, into the center. Um, the the workers of Farmville are shocked. Um, they've been receiving so many requests from friends for crops that they, they didn't even hear this happen. Um, but uh, also, none of them heard anything. Uh, it's as though... They're astounded that this happened, but they didn't see anyone enter. They saw no one exit. Um, and um, <coughs> together, um, the uh, the cowherds round up the uh, the bodies of the mutants and uh, the minmutar and the butcher and the fawn and create a massive pyre. Um, and uh, you can tell that... Um, these farmers truly care uh, for their herds and for the the animals they raise, despite knowing where they're going and the purpose they're they're being raised for. Um, Maka, to some extent, you you recognize that they they also believe in a cycle of sorts, and this mm-hmm. this is um, as the butcher indicated. Uh, none of them were okay with this, and this seems to be closing a, an unpleasant chapter for them. Um, the. Uh, one of them steps forward uh, and kind of um, picks up the the helm of of uh, Jack uh, the butcher, and um, she replaces her um, pig's head with that head, um, and um, she uh, she looks to everyone and says, "I had not expected to take the apron so soon, but I will I will serve as as he did and as our father did." And um, she um, kind of, like, looks to the fire and picks up his cleaver. And it's a bit of a struggle because she's not, like, fucking seven feet tall. She's only six. Um, and she uh, she just kisses it. And she says, good night, brother. I'll keep them safe. And she tosses it into the fire uh, with him. And uh, the three of you watch in silence as the, the farm mourns uh, their lost. And uh, you as well mourn. Um, for the uh, the allies as well as the the victims uh, of this horrible crime. Uh, in the morning, um, you set out. Uh, you have recovered all your hit points. You have your spell slots back, um, and you make your way towards the horizon wall. 
the known border of Orvel and, to your knowledge, the very limit of human society. You approach the massive brass wall uh, and you notice that no one is, there, there's no one on it. There's no one like taking shifts on the wall or manning the wall, but um, the cannons and the crossbows that line it seem to be tracking targets as you approach. Um, my question to you is, which exit do you take? Do you exit uh, out towards the sea and the bone spurs, or do you exit out uh, the east end towards uh, the direction that Maka, you came in by boat? I feel Maka would suggest the east because the covenant of Krekate, uh is east of Bleen. So and it, it seems like geographically it lies next to the bo- uh, the bone spurs. So oh, so that exit would be better. The bone spurs. In the if sea? if you want to seek out uh, the covenant of Crecate, then that would be the direction to go. I guess the and this is a conversation you guys can have. I don't want to storybook you through yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, the question is. Do you want to go after answers there, or do you need to level up a bit first, for lack of a better term? Or do um, we need more information? This is kind of like, what I mean. Uh, basically, um, the next chapter of this, this story is called uh, The Wider World, and all three of you are about to enter into the world of Gren and actually begin to to explore. Um, Gwendolyn... And we, just heard, we just heard that the Shadow Mother is incredibly dangerous. Yes. Um, also, um, uh, to your understanding of the Covenant of, of Krakate, they again, they're witches and assassins. That said, yeah, uh, it, it's up to you. We have so little experience with witches. Friends, my blood burns hot with the demand of vengeance, and Shadow Mother Lysa will be destroyed by a Dawnbreaker's hand. But we have been behind in every step of this hunt. We are not the hunters currently. We are the hunted. And we have been losing our herd. We can't promise our allies protection and we do not know how to defeat our foes. We can attack and sometimes that is the best form of defense. Just recklessly and fearlessly diving for the heart of the beast. But we are also the shepherds of a new alliance and you are the leader of a nation that ultimately may be a cause of this evil. And if the Alliance of Equality is the only force that can battle against the Covenant of Krekate, do we need to strengthen that alliance first? As a Dawnbreaker, it is not my path to choose where the future goes. It is my path to usher the living to that point and to a brighter future. We need to strengthen. Mm. Gwendolyn. I do not know where to go if we are not to directly pursue the Covenant. But I will follow you. Mm, Yes. The cluster has shown me that my destiny lies with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, if not to crack it now, then together to crack it later. Mm. Yes. Lead. 
and I will follow. Then we go to the bone spurs. As the last dying sort of purple colors of night begin to fade, uh, the three of you um, board a, a ship, a small ship, um, provided uh, by uh, the Lord Poopsmith um, near uh, the fire pond and uh, push off uh, towards the wall. Uh, you begin to uh, all, I think probably uh, Maka and Duncan um, are rowing as um, Gwendolyn, you consider the massive brass structure ahead of you the weapons track and you hold the amulet up in front of you uh, and you notice that suddenly it's almost as though the weapons can't see you. They keep tracking, but you're, you're mm. seemingly the ship is invisible. The small craft bobs across the water in uh, led by oars, it's sla- uh, sail hanging slack until you reach the wall itself. And at the glance of the amulet, um, a line of gemstones light up and slowly the doors swing wide and open. And in front of you, there is horizon and dark, looming mountains. And as a light wind begins to catch your sail and propel the boat forward, the sky shifts and you see the very first rays of dawn. And that's where we will leave it for this evening. Can I can I just say one Hell thing? Hell yeah. Um, as we are embarking on this kind of new phase, um, I say, Duncan, we've we've basically made I've made a vow now to to do the right thing. But I, I fear that doing the right thing might get us all killed. Well, that's why it's good you have a dawnbreaker at your side, your highness. Because the moment we take up our oaths, a dawnbreaker is already dead. All that's left is glory. And Marco, what's your response? So it'll be worth it. <laughs> hmm. Yes, to die, to die is everyone's duty. Mm, yes, and it's not that bad. Mm. I know, I've done it once. And with that, Duncan, you look at the two people who have already passed through that gate, and you shrug. After all, in a way... You're already dead, too. And so, three dead people (laughs) in a small, small unarmed craft sailed out to meet their destinies. This episode of Curse, Code, and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse, Code, and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. 
If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc, Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Cone, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.